Hello, and welcome back to the Clown Hospital Podcast, a mental health podcast that is not afraid to admit that capitalism is the problem. It is me, your host, as always, Sadie, and to talk to me today about spirituality after religious trauma, part two, my new friend, Chen. What's up? Hi, how's it going? I'm chilling. How are you? Doing pretty good. It's a nice day. Hell yeah. It's been a nice, lazy Sunday for me. Mm-hmm. I accidentally like took like too deep of a vape pole, uh, like a weed vape, and yeah. I just was like on a whole other planet. It was great. Yeah, it's a perfect. I mean, it's perfect time. I actually luckily got some stuff done, but that's because the weekdays are a little bit busy. So yeah. now everything's for the weekends. Cool. Well, so so what's up with you? Who are you? Why why are we talking about this? What what's the background that you want people to know about you before we? get into the topic at hand um i guess a little bit of background i am originally from the midwest but i i mostly grew up in greenville north carolina um so i spent around from 13 to 18 in greenville and then i lived in raleigh north carolina from 18 to 26 and then i moved uh out of that and so um yeah, I like after leaving and and also I, I like looked it up. I started therapy like February of like 2019. Mm-hmm. And I think that when where I was like already trying to leave because I was feeling like uh, something was stuck. And I think that like going into therapy, I kind of realized that I was having a lot more like I went in because I was like, I, I I don't feel great all the time, you know, like the kind of like I couldn't discern my feelings. And then looking back and kind of having more of a 2020 vision, I realized that I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues that I just pushed down. You know, I just didn't I really didn't know what a lot of things look like. Like I was dealing heavy for I mean, even now it's like really gotten a lot better. But from like it really from probably 13 to like 28 or like 26, I had a very heavy, I probably 25, 26. I had a very heavy eating disorder that I just didn't address. Cause I didn't know about it. I didn't think that it was an eating disorder. That's and the classic like, is like, just yeah. like you look back and you're like, Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Not, like a sustainable way to live my life. It's very yeah. weird how like, in the moment, our brain, like, makes us think, like, you know, because a lot of times, sometimes, like, we are doing something that, like, might be unhealthy long term, but, like, that is protective in the short term. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, and I think, like, that's, like, that that framing of, like, oh, this is just, like, this isn't a problem. And then you look back and you're, like, how did I ever think that? Yeah, I have it's so like, wow, many... that was crippling, you know? Yeah, um... I have so many things like that. <laughs> and... Right now, I don't have an official diagnosis, but ADHD, autistic, definitely neurodivergent and kind of really in this journey of really accepting that. So I think that like right now where I'm at, even two years ago where I was like really coming into like thinking about myself in this new way where previously with honestly how I grew up, I was very, um, how do I say, like 
prejudiced. Like I was very much like, oh, ableist in that, fat phobic, like yeah, all of classic. that. Classic. It's, it's the you, way you, we're like raised culturally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so only in the past like two years have I really thought about, oh, I deserve to not be in pain every day. Like I deserve to like enjoy my life. And really, even now, understanding what that means. Like, what does it mean to give myself a schedule and be consistent with it because I need something to get me back on track because I have all these other pressing um, engagements that I have to like do. And before where I'd just be like, okay, I'll just run myself until I'm done, you know? And plus I was younger, but now I'm like definitely in a new space where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm putting myself first. And really part of that, you know, going back to like the spirituality aspect, I think it really, it didn't start with that, but I think really kind of understanding where like my spirituality comes from within me, right? So then I have to take care of myself to continue that relationship. And I think that's Absolutely. kind of like also coming out of that. So kind of, I think for a really long time, I, you know, and, and still very much a progress. Like I, you know, I have days where I like, I feel great. And then the other days I'm like, wow, I've never figured out anything in my life, you know? Yes. So <laughs> I'm, and now I'm having more and more days where I'm like, okay, I can accept where this is at. I think like for a really long time, I lived in this like anger where I was just like, and I think that's part of where, you know, part of the thing that, we're talk we're going to talk about is that I really didn't grow up with religion in my household. I grew up with it yeah. surrounding myself, you know? So I think that like a lot of that piles into this like aspect where I like, I just like didn't have this outlet that I think that like so many other people just naturally had in their life. And I just didn't know about it for a really long time. And the way that it seemed to me, it was like, not for for me at least you know because it was mostly like practicing a certain religion and i just never really felt drawn towards that and i think that like now experiencing spirituality in this way where it's like a part of my life and it's like something that is it in a lot of ways just for me to like I think it's like, you know, to experience in a way that like makes life feel better, you know? And I think that like, that's kind of, I don't know, thinking about that every, you know, every other day, <laughs> basically. No, I like that. Um, so do you want to just get into it? Um, I mean, you, like you talked about, like, it, like this is like when we were, like, we had like a little planning conversation and I really thought this was an interesting um, that like, you know, you growing up like not in a religious family, but still like having like, the impact of like religion on your life is like really interesting uh, to me. Um, and something that I like relate to to, to some extent. So um, as someone who is from, who lives in a town called Nazareth, <laughs> um, <laughs> What was that experience for you? I think looking as back, general or as detailed as you wanted to. Well, I think looking back on it now, it just felt very isolating. I think that like part of the thing that I, th you know, not only being, you know, now 2020 vision, it's like 
not only part of it is like being neurodivergent and not feeling kind of uh, attuned in that way, but then also kind of, I think the thing about my parents, you know, my parents are immigrants. I'm first generation Chinese. So I, I was born in the States, but my parents are a little bit older too. So I think that there was this, you know, I, I think that you see this a lot with like older immigrants where they really uphold these like American ideals. And I'm not, and my parents granted are a lot better than a lot of Chinese, older Chinese people, but it is still like the pull, pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality, like work hard and you'll like do everything, which is like capitalism doesn't make that yes. happen and you can't, exp you know? And so I think that that made, so even coming from a point where like my parents are like at least 10 years older than everybody else in my grade for the most part. And having that kind of experience where it's like my feelings aren't validated in a household where, and honestly, it's because my parents were surviving, you know, my sister, yeah. I have a, a, like a year younger sister, like we really didn't have a good relationship growing up. And part of it really is, is like living in a society where, you know, as, and like, in my opinion, how Christianity was enacted in, in Greenville from at least all of the white people is like a lot of white supremacy covered in Christian, you know, words. I think that it's, and so I think being in school and kind of seeing that and then going home and not having also like a place to kind of feel validated. I think it really created this, I mean, one, definitely toxic masculinity where I felt like I was just like constantly angry. I was just like, there was no other feeling that I had yeah. access to really, you know, cause it was, cause at this point, you know, and I can really see it. Like my parents, like they're under so much pressure where their only available emotions are anger or like it's nothing you know there's there's so much and so i think that like it definitely now seeing it it was very isolating very shameful it was very i feel like you know not only like growing up with parents that really didn't talk about anything like we didn't talk about sex religion yeah i'm romantic. still waiting for the talk yeah, like exactly. Like uh, I'm like literally we I, I remember I was talking to somebody when I was like like 13 or something and she was a little bit older. She was like 16. She was like, "You ever think about how our parents and she was also Chinese American and she goes, "You ever think about how our parents don't tell us anything and then expect a child when you're like 30?" And you're like, "Okay, yeah, like that's just <laughs> how it goes, you know." And I think that um it it just really like for me and, and only now realizing how traumatizing it is, you know, and like even really being like, oh, it's as traumatizing as I feel it in my body. And just like even saying it sometimes it feels like I don't get to say it because maybe I just like made it up or like it was really big. But I'm like, no, like I understand what I felt. And yeah, and that's the kind of thing that I think that my spirituality really helps me with is that trust in myself to believe that like these feelings that I have, these like emotions that I have are real and valid and that they deserve a place. And that I, even if I don't have it outside, I can create that for myself, you know? Yeah. I, I love that. Cause like, I mean, that is 
really like the like I really 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 resonate with like oh like that wasn't that bad or that traumatic I and like I'm just making it up or whatever and like and the thing that helps me like uh check myself on on that is like you know something like oh that person wasn't abusive and then like they come up randomly somehow or like I see them in person and then like my body is like mm -hmm. panic mode yeah. and I'm like okay my body wouldn't do this right if but like that is like such a product of um like you know growing up in a in a in a family or a society where like there isn't space for your emotions like I just had this conversation with a friend recently of like you know, I was, I was talking about like sharing like my story with like one of my recovery groups and like how people were like, "Wow, Sid, you've like been through some like real fucked up shit." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, like yeah. it's so weird." Yeah, it's like when other people are like, "Whoa, that was crazy," and you're like, "Wait, that's that's not normal." <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, "What?" Like, and you know, in a recovery, it's like I know people's stories to some extent, and it's just like. I'm like, I don't even understand how you think that. And I was talking to a friend and she's like, well, I think you've just been brushed aside for so long that you've like internalized it. Mm -hmm. And like, so that makes a lot of sense. If like there wasn't really room in your household for emotions that like, you know, not to like project <laughs> onto you, no, but no, I no. guess that's I, what I'm doing. You know, it's, and, I, and I understand because my parents were in survival mode. You know, I think yes. that's what yes. this is, right? This is this time right now is me not only healing it's to push past survival and thrive like that's kind of where yeah. the and like going back to kind of um what we were saying about um like the shame and like all of that it's like part of that and and not having that voice is like that's about control you know at yeah. least for me that's how i understand it and i kind of like and i think that's kind of it was really interesting because when I was in high school, I was with friends that were all like at this point, you know, anti-religion. They were all like, oh, I'm atheist. Like a lot of them, except for like one person really wasn't into like any kind of spirituality because they had, I feel like they had such a negative experience where they like felt the kind of like no space at home. But then they were also surrounded by people that didn't allow space, you know, and while they were in or their family was religious, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think that, like, it's it's a thing that you don't realize is that because it's like that's what kind of emotional manipulation is. Right. It's that that kind of like underlying gaslighty kind of like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not mm -hmm. that bad. And you just build it up. I literally like. And I kind of think about it, if you think about it, like physically, like for me, right, it's like because I've pushed past my hunger cues so much at this point, and part of it too is like my, honestly, it's like part of it is my ADHD. Sometimes I literally, I just forget. And I notice that like, oh, I've pushed past all my hunger cues. So now I'm at the point that if I don't learn how to breathe in a way that like allows my I think it's like my parasympathetic system. So like my rest and digest to like kind of get ready for it. I will throw up because my body is so on edge because I'm so like, I've just ignored everything to the point where I'm nauseous at eating, you know? And I think that's kind of like where I feel emotionally. So now it's like, 
every time it's like, okay, what is the feeling of like this person pushed a boundary? And now is this like something I have to, t- you know, you have to like act on. You know? I do know. I mean, you know, like for me, like I can't, I'm like, you know, before I like make a decision or before I like express a reaction, I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, let me like scan my body real quick. Like, how do I actually feel about this? Because like, I've definitely like, uh, have trained myself to ignore those cues yeah, and yeah. now it's like wait no that doesn't right that yeah. doesn't work uh, yeah <laughs> that that is hard i mean also well i have my i have a million thoughts jumping in my head uh one is is it do you, do you think it's like possible to have a healthy relationship with your parents under capitalism <laughs> i think Okay, well, this is kind of a decision that I've really made for myself, which is the fact that, like, I'm willing to hold space for my parents, but I'm not willing for us to have discussions where it pushes on my boundaries. And so it it causes for us to have a very distant relationship where we really don't talk that much. And you pick your battles, but like most of them, you don't want to fight. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also they know. And the thing is, too, is like I'll fight like a lot of people. I feel like they don't really fight back. I fight back. Like I kind of like not in the way that I'm like screaming all the time. But there is like a point where I'm like, hey, like we cannot like you cannot talk to me like this or like we're not going here or like I'm hanging up or like I think one of the times I was like, this is uh, this was a mistake. And I just hung up. You know, and so, yeah, I think that like, but really part of it for me is like, because I don't live with my parents anymore. I live with my parents like um, during the like the beginning of the pandemic, I moved out to California because I was supposed to work in a restaurant, but my parents are retired up there. So I stayed with them for about six months and I was and it was like. We talked less than I t- I mean, like, we lived in the same house, and I was still just, like, seeing them for lunch. We, like, because we, yeah. at, at that point, too, when I was staying with them, I didn't have enough, um, I didn't have enough healing to be able to hold my feelings and their feelings, you know? And so now I feel like I'm not there a hundred, like, a, not even, like, 60. I think I'm, like, 55% of the way there, but I think that, like, going through my own healing and understanding that how much space can I hold outside of my own is like, at least for me, the way that I've been able to like interact with my parents without like losing my shit every time. That's it. That's amazing. Um, Oh my God. My brain just shorted out, but uh, (laughs) uh, yeah. I've just like, you know, like, you know your parents and like you know the dynamic and you kind of know that like it's just kind of going to be like this and like you know all you can do is like set the boundaries when you need to or like and fight back when you need to and step away when like yeah I think that's great um and then also jumping back like a little bit like I, I think you know I am I am thinking about and like I definitely like really resonate with this of like not feeling like having emotional space in like your family unit unit, but like also, you know, like the appeal of like of religion for a lot of people is like community 
mm-hmm. is like a way to like process like events in the world and process your emotions and like mm-hmm. you know prayer is basically meditation and like um but like when you like when your relationship to the world like conflicts with like you know like the like when you're in a world where like or in a town where like all the christian population is also racist and yeah. like i or like for me like transphobic or homophobic uh mm-hmm. yeah very similar to it stuff. is yeah it is like where where do i go mm-hmm. and like i also think about like you know never feeling like a pull for like religion or spirituality and i'm like a little bit, i'm like curious now um and it's like of course like of course i don't like i'm a trans yeah. woman like... yeah. yeah and i also think that like you know like okay so this is what i've been really and honestly if you ever really want to talk about this like you just have to i'll just have to get stoned because that's when i'm really like going off but one of the things that i think it is really interesting about or not interesting but like the the hard part for me about religion is that it says that you are separate or like you have to do things to get to a certain point right like your interaction with the world is that you basically have to follow these rules to prove yourself to get here and it's about the afterlife right which has always been like a weird thing because it's like oh you have to do things that you don't even want to do right now to do things when you're dead you know like that's the idea is yeah, my, the way I always framed it is like God's criminal justice system is fucked. Like yeah. there is nothing. Is there really anything I could do that would like? And yeah, there there are like extreme examples, but it's like what would I have to do to actually deserve like an eternity of suffering? Like, yeah. and, like because I'm gay? Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and I think about it in this way where because if you look back on like more indigenous religions or even, I mean, even thinking about Buddhism, right. They talk about reincarnation, a lot of like, um, a lot of, uh, I believe like African religions also talk about like the soul, like, like the body dies, but the soul doesn't, you know, like it's all of these ideas that like, you are not separate from the world, like this earth, like energy, you know, all of this stuff. And I think that's like, and that's the real difference that I feel, right? Is that under, like, when I, when growing up and seeing religion and being like, oh, I have to change myself to be, to be accepted, right? Whereas now I realize, or I feel like where my spirituality really lies in is understanding, oh, I have to listen to myself more. I have to, I have to honor myself more. Like I have to understand that I am, you know, not getting too much into like what I believe, because I, I think it's also very open. But if I like what I do believe is that we that we're all connected or that we're, you know, there's something else. Right. That's what spirituality is, is like the belief of something else. So then for me, it's like I would rather believe that I have power. I you know, that's like the whole thing. Of, I was thinking about it when I got out of the car, like, you the only thing in when I was a kid, like thinking about being an adult was having freedom, right? But what does freedom mean? 
And now freedom in a way is understanding that like I have like I have a ownership over my life. And I think that's kind of where the spirituality kind of like really helps is that if all of it is to connect deeper within myself, right? Then that all that means is that I'm aligning more with what I want. I'm going towards what I what I want. And how does that not like support me in everything, you know? And I think that like for me, having that kind of relationship is like way better than like what I was experiencing with like Christianity because it it felt like I had to change, but now it's like I feel like oh, I just have to like be better aligned with myself. Like I have to be better in, in like things like astrology or like even like Myers-Briggs, they're all modalities to get to know yourself. You know, I think that's kind of what it really is that I'm like realizing it's like, oh, these are things that like it, these are tools to like for me to see myself in other aspects that I can't, you know, at this point. Yeah. You what you're what you're talking about like really has me thinking about like the the airplane air mask metaphor of like you have to like put your mask on before someone else and like I and like I'm thinking about that like with like what you're what you were just saying and what you were saying like with regard to your parents like I need to listen to my body and like not change who I am for other people's expectations but to like meet my own expectations of myself. And when I and when I meet those needs and, you know, you kept saying like, you know, survival mode and like I want to be thriving and like, you know, when you are in a position of like thriving, like you can know your capacity, you can set your boundaries mm-hmm. better, like yeah. though you can have an emotional conversation with someone that you may not have been able to have mm-hmm. when you're in survival mode and you're just thinking about like where does like the next meal come from, or the next mm-hmm. rent check or whatever. Um like like that nurturing of yourself is like a big part of like being able to nurture a like community Mm -hmm. or like any sort of connection at all and like i'm not super spiritual and and i've i've had people like you like you know i've i've had a lot of conversations about spirituality and one of the things that really sticks to me you know like in 12 step which i'm like not a part i'm part of a group that like kind of adjacent but mm-hmm. isn't officially full step and like you know like this and they're like this like your higher power can be anything blah blah, blah. and like but like the, like the thing that someone said that like has really stuck for me is like you know it's it is not even necessarily like about like a belief in god or whatever like it, it can be and it often is but like it is about like recognizing yourself as like a part of a something greater than yourself mm-hmm. and like just not you're not the center of the universe and you're like part of something bigger and i'm like that's it and it's like oh i can do that <laughs> like mm-hmm. that actually like makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i think that like part of it too is like right it's like the idea that like you're all connected and that you're a part of something but then that also means that you have power to do things and i think that's kind of the thing that's really scary right that's the that's the scary part about spirituality is that you once you take it out of the context of religion it, it's like um it's like water right it's it's hard to you don't know what it is you know for a lot of people yeah. if you're not following something you're you're and that's kind of where i'm at right i don't really know 
Like I'm not following a certain type of rules. I'm really just kind of going based off of like <laughs> how I feel, what I want, like kind of trying to connect with, you know, who like for me, it's like my ancestors, you know, like that's kind of more like my indigenous like roots kind of going into that. But I think for a lot of, but, you know, regardless of that, you know, even if I didn't really think about that, what really, I feel like the spirituality aspect has really helped me with like what your friend is saying is like that connection, but also like for me is like, I think also understanding that like I have control and I think that's like the biggest thing, right. Is like when I was growing up, I didn't have control. I didn't have control of my surroundings of who I talked to, of who I was interacting with. And then and then being in this space where it's like, oh, and then also this mindset where, it, which is like, I'm not saying like, this is like, I'm not saying that spirituality, like, I think a lot of, ne- there's a lot of negative shit go in spirituality where, you know, especially like with a lot of white people just being like, oh, like, it's all just like intention and manifestation and all of this, like, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But I think a lot of what, for me, spirituality has done in that mindset is to change how I talk to myself is to change how I'm like, I'm alone in this to being like, how do I get more connected to myself, to my ancestors, to whatever I want, you know? And I think that's kind of where that kind of flips, which is like, which is kind of the pull of religion is to not feel alone, you know? And I think that's kind of where, for me, where I'm like kind of trying to feel out more of where I want with my spirituality is like, okay, like I can practice alone. I can do all of this stuff. But then there's also points where I can make my intention, if I'm meditating to make my intention to like be more connected. And I think that's like really this interesting thing that I really didn't have access to when I was younger. And honestly, I don't even think, you know, I'm still constantly thinking about what is this you know i think that like even though i don't need a definition i feel like my brain is just like what is going on you know but it's it's definitely one of those things where you know it might be even like for some people who think it's just like all woo woo which is like totally fine because i think that's part of it right it's like people are like oh well it's all in your brain and it's like okay that's fine my brain is fucking crazy you that's I'm like I'm in massage school and I'm like literally learning about how your body is like made to keep you alive Mm -hmm. right it's like you're not even thinking about half the shit that you do all the time and your body is just here to keep you alive and your brain and like the fact that like your body ages but your brain you can think about a memory right it's like it's crazy your brain can think about stuff that is not in front of you right and so it's like yeah if it's all in my head, then it's fine because my, like, if that's something that I can tap into, if that's the meditation, like, that's, if that's the feeling that I want, then, like, why not, you know? And I think that's kind of, like, for me where I'm at where where it's, like, really, like, okay, like, I don't need to just give myself the bare minimum. I can ask for more. I can, if I can do it I want to do it and I think that's kind of like outside of spirituality that's kind of where I'm going with my life right it's like okay like I'm here at a base where I feel like I can take on more or I'm like okay I'm not in this place or (laughs) sometimes what I really do is like I table my stress 
right? So if it's like a lot of, I've, you know, going through some relationship stuff. So I'm just like, okay, if I can handle this now, I'll handle it, you know? And I think that like having something where it's like, I feel grounded, I feel like, okay, no matter what choice I make, as long as it's to me, it's pouring water into me, then I can pour water out to other people, you know, like the same mm-hmm. idea, yeah. like the mask and the airplane. Yeah. But, oh my God, I had a thought and I lost it. Oh, <laughs> That's why my eyes bugged out. I had a response. Oh my God. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know you don't really mind, good. but I do. Uh, um, oh my God. Something about God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I just lost it. I think I'll just like randomly like, oh, we'll, I have yeah, it. We'll come back to it. All good. Oh my God. I am I am bugging though. I hate my brain. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, I hate the it's all in your head thing. It's like, you know what mm-hmm. else is in my head? My thoughts my feelings, my like mm-hmm. memories, my instructions to do breathing and mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that like the brain is like very central in my functioning. Yeah. Like if it's all in my head that doesn't make it not real. Like mm-hmm. and even if like uh your spirituality whatever is like not like true in the sense of like oh like i thought i thought i was gonna go to heaven right and like i didn't like bummer like it like kind of doesn't matter as long as you're getting something out of it <laughs> like when yeah, you're alive think, and like yeah. it can like if it can be woo woo, it can be bullshit and if and then like if you get something out of it and it doesn't car- cause harm in some way which like religion and like the weird like whitewashed like appropriated versions of spirituality we see like like the hippie bullshit like that stuff is harmful but like if you're avoiding that like you can just like that's just fine it can it it can be bullshit and it's fine and like i think it is like so much more i don't know rewarding to like um this is jumping a little bit like rewarding to like engage in a spirituality that like is about making like the world better or your like your corner of the world better or whatever rather than like this like promise of what might happen like when you die Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like i don't even know if that's real (laughs) like yeah like what if i just like try to be a good community member now and treat myself okay because that's part of being a good community member um yeah yeah that was a little jumbled no but i mean it it is one of those things where i mean i don't know if you saw i think it's in tennessee that they're making plates of like people that have uh like a like in god we trust on their their bumper or license plate right so if you don't have that it's like either you have numbers in front if you do and then numbers and back if you don't. So it's like, so basically people can tell whether or not you're a Christian or not. And I think it was like in Tennessee or something. It's like very recent. Uh, but it, but it's one of those things, right? Because then you also have like very, I think in the South, it's like a little bit more too, where you have, I mean, probably in Philly, definitely is like you have more prominent black churches and you have white churches. And then 
And then you have like a little bit of more like evangelical stuff, like all of that stuff, Baptist, um, which honestly I don't really know about because I just <laughs> I stayed away for the most part. But I think that even in those, you really see community breakdowns because yeah. for me, from seeing friends that were part of the black church, they had more community. But like a lot of these white people that I interacted with that were Christians when I went to high school, I remember just like all of them being very, like very hateful towards each other, you know, behind their backs and everything, obviously, you know, very high school. But I think it's like, even in that, right, where it splits, where you're like, oh, even in this, where you're like, this is like the white supremacist, like patriarchal, like enactment. And then like, you also see like these communities that work within that because, you know, they brought um, Christianity to like sell the slave slaves. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, so it's just like, but it, but then there's like such a rock of Christian black Christians in the South. Right. And it's like, and then, but that's also like their community. And then I've seen so much amazing stuff, but then there's also like, which I'm not going to talk about, but there's also, you know, issues in that area too, which they have to talk about. And I think that like, part of that is like this, what we, what I saw, right, is this not availability to intersectionality. So there's this understanding that like everything has to be in these own pods where there there's nothing in between. Where, you know, now I'm like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Where, you know, literally Angelica Ross said this, but like she was like everybody's trans. And in this place where it's like everybody's transitioning. And that's where I'm like, oh, because and that was what I'm like what I really think was hard was that seeing everybody in the same mindset from the time that I saw them, you know, starting fucking high school, 15 to like now seeing them on social media where it's like, you're the same person for over a decade. And part of that is because you're not, you know, part of that is like other stuff. But I think that like, being in that kind of community really allows you to not have to do growth work. You don't have to be a better person if you have religion to say, you got it, you're going to go to heaven. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think about that a lot um, of like, you know, like nice politics that your parents picked them out for you or whatever, like mm -hmm. uh, of like this, like, like growth and like, and like, yeah. And like seeing people who have been like static and just like, or like at least externally seem like they haven't changed in like 10 years. I'm just like, what the fuck? I have changed so much. And yeah, like, I think like so much like that is like, you know, maybe like, for some people uh part of the appeal of religion is like rules it's a rule mm -hmm. set and it's like all right if i just follow these rules then like i'm good like a collectivized like ocd in a weird way yeah. and uh i don't know if, <laughs> if that's like the i don't know i don't know people who actually have ocd would agree with that um, <laughs> my disclaimer well, I... is that i don't <laughs> Yeah, I have a right well, to say I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I think that you're really right in like how people 
feel like they need these rules, you know? I mean, but also, like, if you really think about it, like, like, this, I, at least for me, I'm like, <laughs> at least how I saw, real, like, Christianity kind of, like, enacted or, or practice, it, it just felt like a very controlling element, right? But part of that control is to, like, keep, I mean, you know, this is very much like to keep you from wanting more from, you know, like that's the whole like anti-capitalist thing, right? It's like, okay, what are you going to like? That's the whole reason why it's like, okay, no, it's going to be better when you die. You don't need to have a better life now. You just, you just need to work until you're, you, and then you get a better life after. And I feel like, but I think that's, but it's hard, you know, especially like, for people like my parents, right? They've never even, you know, only now I feel like people are like very open about therapy. I feel like, but that's kind of like the draw of religion, right? It's that you have these rules you have. And that's what I'm saying where it's like, it feels so scary to like, at least for me in the very beginning, it just felt really scary to kind of go at this where I'm like, okay, I don't have rule books, but that's also kind of like, this seems like they appeal to you. (laughs) Oh. Right. But that's, but the, that, and that's the thing that I think is really different is that because from a place of not having any confidence, literally, I remember my fourth grade teacher said that I was my own worst enemy in a student teacher <laughs> conference with my parents. And I that's was like, that's the same thing to say to like a 10 year old. I did my comment for like, th- like, I remember that g- given a lot to me. And that was like, as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and like my yeah, <laughs> um, no, you're good. I mean, it is like a wild thing to tell a kid. <laughs> like you're like, okay, that should have not yeah, been allowed. That, that fucking that sticks with you. Yeah, and and I think that like that, and really, I had a very very crushed self esteem, self confidence. But then I think. But back to like the whole spirituality, right? It's about pouring into myself. It's about trusting myself more. And I think that's kind of, right? That's the kind of cyclical part is that I am in this place where I'm constantly trying to trust myself more. And so that's what brings that kind of availability to like explore my spirituality the way I want. And I think I've, I've, you know, I've said this a lot to people where I'm like, I would have not been able to say this like, two years ago, two, three years ago, even even like maybe a year ago, is that I, whatever happens, I trust myself. Like I trust that I will do the thing that, you know, even if I don't do it right away, I'll learn my lesson and I'll do it right the next time. I'll do what's right for me. And I think that's really what I feel like I have that maybe, you know, I think a lot of people that are so attached with this idea that like they have to be a certain way, right? It's like it's like the idea that yeah. like you have to be something to deserve love instead of just like being a person you just deserve love. And then and interacting in that, you don't come from a place of fear, you come from a place of already being fulfilled or like at least understanding where it's like and I think that's kind of where I'm really trying to push towards and I think that's kind of where that's where the appeal comes in, where I'm like, oh, okay, I get to do things that I want, that I feel are good to me. And then that way, outside of any kind of spirituality, I can interact and be like, are these my boundaries or are these not my, do I need to set boundaries now? 
you know, these things where I'm like, okay, I need to even like I'm going to massage therapy school. So one of the things that we have to do is we give each other massages. So we have to be, so we have to say, oh, that's like, we have to give feedback, but also if somebody presses too hard, you have to say something like they don't know. And, you know, even in that instance, it's like, I'm sometimes I'm thinking like, is, does this actually hurt? Like, am I just like, is what's going on? I have to like check in. I have, and then I have to be like, okay, do I say something now? What do I do? And then I, all of that, but because I feel like I'm building this this base strength, this base confidence in myself that I'm going to listen to myself, that I'm going to honor my truth, then I get to go out and be like, okay, this is what I want. Okay. if you And then if you have a problem with that, I can respond to it. I am in a place where it's like, you know, before I had a lot of, you know, I was just, I mean... I'm still really working on a lot of like, I think anger from when I was a kid, a lot of like in inner child work that I've been doing a lot of inner adolescence and like all of that stuff. And I think that like, and especially in talking, having conversation with my sister, it's been really that kind of proof where I'm like, okay, like we have like the most explosive, we've had a lot of explosive fights and now when we're having these interactions in the moment, can I respond instead of react? Can I give her the space to feel validated in her feelings while keeping my boundaries and not allowing our, what's usual in our family, which is like heavy codependency to like bleed through and to not like actually have anything resolved, you know? And so I think that's kind of it too, where it's like, I really see the therapy coming in the kind of like the, the baseline, like self-esteem confidence, kind of like really the, the feeling of like, I'm going to honor my truth in that kind of spiritual practice setting in where I'm like, okay, even if this is straight up trop, like triggering me, I am able to, to be in a place where I can handle it, where I can hold the space for both of us. And then we can like, I mean, it's not been great every time, but I've been able to do it, which is like, you know, I'm going to say I've never been able to not like have, I've never been able to have conversations with my sister where I can facilitate them. I can also, she can have feelings. I can have feelings and we can talk them out in a way that like, isn't an, explosive fight and it's like what after we're i'm 28 she's 27 you know like and and it's like wow you know at least for me i'm like i'm very proud of like how i've been able to like or like now i can see how it's incorporating in my life where i'm like okay this is the path that i really want to keep going yeah i i love that i like i like you know you something I've like really got from what you've been saying is like you know you're you really like appreciate like a sense of like autonomy and getting to figure out like shit for yourself rather than like going by a script and it's like you know there there are people who follow the same like rule set like since like they're like 10 years old and like they don't like get (laughs) development because like it's like oh like some dude on a mountain said this like thousands of years ago so these are the rules i have to follow and it's like but like what like you're doing like 
my perspective of it, it's like, all right, what are my goals? And like, how do I like meet those goals? Like, I want to have like a conversation with my sister in a way that is like not explosive, that like is actually like conclusive. Like we're not just hold, like we're just like holding under a resentment and not saying it. Like, and and I think like that is like really powerful. Like, I think like, you know, I feel like if you the same as that perspective as you did 10 years ago, like you're, you have stagnated as a person and, and no judgment, but well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like, um, you know, I kind of, part of me like feels, I guess, grateful for like, you know, you're talking about, like, you know, religion and, like, being expected to, like, change yourself and to, to meet these standards. And, like, it, like, in a, in a silver lining kind of way, it, like, feels like kind of like a gift to, like, be, like, queer and trans, like, in this context. Because it's, like, I had a thing early on in my life was, like, oh, like, this rule set and, like, mm -hmm. where I feel comfortable right. is, like... Mm -hmm clashes mm -hmm. and like sometimes to like a really scary point and like uh like when you're like sneaking around and all that shit and like um and I, and I think that pushed me to like find the thing that works for me rather than mm -hmm. just like following blindly yeah and like never doing that inventory of like what do I actually want what actually works for me like mm -hmm. I I think like and, you know, I feel, like, similarly, like, about, like, gender of, like, you know, like, I feel, like, happy that I was able to, like, like, it feels like so many people's, like, apprehensions about transness is, like, they don't want to think about gender themselves. They don't, mm -hmm. they don't want to, like, think of the possibility that, like, mm -hmm. the rules they're following may not even work for them. Mm -hmm. And, like, so there's, like, this, like, kind of, like, def like defensive, like, reactionary response. Mm -hmm. And, like... I don't know. I mean, I, I made patches like years and years ago that said like live free or die sis. <laughs> and, like I still really resonate with that of like yeah. like I I have I have found like like the best like my like my most con like the points of my most like highest confidence and like self-worth and all that stuff, like all that stuff has like come from not by following the rule that someone else set for me, but by like figuring out what works for me and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And then like how those react to like my community and how how do those things like collide. Um and yeah. that has been I think what my spiritual experience is. Yeah. Well I think what's really hard for people for at least my experience in talking with people or I think that like are very hesitant on change or like, or like thinking about something in a different way is that you have to kind of say that you're wrong, right? You have to admit mm -hmm. that you were wrong and that, <laughs> and that's really hard for a lot of people that are like live, die Christian, you know, because it really, and also that's the thing, right? It's like, if you believe all of these things in a hateful way where you're like homophobic, transphobic, racist, like that all compiles, right? And that for you to think about gender or for you to think about race, it means that the basis of what you are using as well to 
make excuses for your hate is also under question. So it's not only like your societal standing of like how you view everything, but it's also like your spiritual and like how you feel ahead of these people, right? At least like for me, that's how I kind of like feel it. And I think that like being, like for me, I feel like I've been able to, I had a very strong like long period where i was just like really fighting every instinct to get better i was just like fighting myself <laughs> to like yes I, I know i've been there as well yeah it's rebecca could funny. tell you about it if you want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah i it really is just like one of those things where i was like boy do i just want to like throw myself off like just like in a way where i was like i don't know what to do anymore and i think that like i had a lot of moments where I was just like running from, I don't even know what, because I was like, what, what is happening? And I think what it really was, I mean, for me, here's how I, I, um, I had this experience where I just like in this moment. So I was, Oh fuck. What's it? 2020 this June. I had done I, this person. I don't even talk to anymore. She turned to me and she goes, we're, we're uh, actually, I don't care. We're on acid. So she turns to me and she goes, you're trans. And then I just go, you're right. And then that was like literally how it started. And I like think about that moment where I could have gotten defensive and been like, you know, obviously it's probably also the acid that really helped me accepting that in that moment for sure. But I think that like having that moment and being like, okay, move, move into that. Like, let's just move into that thought. And I think that that's the thing, right? For me, I could have had a very different experience where I was just like pushed it all down. Yeah. And I think that's what happens for most people because it's so scary. It's, it's terrifying to be taught that you have to be one thing. And that's yeah. the only way that you're ever going to have love, the life that you want, the afterlife that you want. And that to even to pursue yourself would be against God, right? And I think that's really, really fucked up. That's really traumatizing. Yeah. That's really hard to like get over. And that's for so many people, I feel like that's kind of what they, they're up against or they feel like they're up against. But in actuality, right, there are so many people that accept their own spirituality along with God, along with whatever religion they practice without these honestly these fucking bars that like white men probably put you know like yeah. these this understand or like men in general have written these books that like i don't i don't know i always had a problem that religion was with like dealing with people and i think really what it is is that it's not religion is outside of yourself i like spirituality because it's with you and i think that that's kind of it, right? Is that when I had that moment, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, now I have to like li live. I have to like make a commitment to like want to do something for myself. And I think that's kind of really what it came down to is like, oh, I have also another way of being myself that I never thought I had access to. And the thing that I think has really, you know, with that, it comes with so much anxiety, but I think really having that and tying it into my spirituality 
really helped because it, I think that that was a moment where I was like, this is connection for me. This is connection with myself that I've tried yeah. to disassociate so much for so much of my life. And I've mm-hmm. tried to literally crush and I li- I literally had no scope of the fact that I was trans until that point because I just push it out. And like, obviously looking back, I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just so dumb now. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know? Yeah. I was just, I was just telling the story the other uh, day where like I got into a fight with my girlfriend at the time. It was like a decade ago. And uh, because it was, and it was like the middle of the summer and we get in this fight because she mentions that like, you know, as like her like friends giving or whatever, like all of her and her friends like do like a fancy party and everyone dresses up like fancy and classy or whatever, quote unquote. And like, and I was like, I like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> I only want to go if I can wear a dress. And I like had no conception of me being trans. I was like, I would only be comfortable at this party wearing a dress, <laughs> but I'm definitely a man. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, this is it. This is really where it's at. And and that's the thing, right? And that's like living in a, in, in a place, in a community that does not validate your feelings, that does not yes. validate where you're coming from. And that's kind of it, right? Is that you have to, and then that's kind, that's kind of the part where it's like, I, I had to, you know, even moving out of Greenville and Raleigh, even moving, just like moving out of the South and literally not being around white people every day. And even just like having my own space where I'm like, okay, I don't have to enter or like I worked in restaurants a lot. So I didn't have a lot of choice in like who I interacted with not having that. I'm like, oh my God. And like, honestly, even now, like leaving class, I think part of it is like, I'm not masking as much when I was working in restaurants. And so I'm like thinking about everything I said (laughs) over it's like, I'm like, oh my God. But I think about it. I'm like, but the only reason I feel like this is because of the fucking white people that made me feel like this, right? It's the the only reason why I feel like I said something wrong. I said something out of line was because of these people. And and like seeing in in this place where you're like, you're never validated. You're never able to be like, I think this. And then they're like, oh, okay, that's different. And it's fine. That's the problem, right? Yeah. It's like, it's not like, it's always like, it's different. It's bad. Instead of yeah. it's different. It's fine. Right. Alok Manon, I think says a really good quote, which is that I'm not looking for you to understand me. I'm looking for you to just accept, like accept me. You don't need to understand to accept. And I think that that's kind of, these are the fucking lessons. I'm like, okay, you, you say that you want your kids to have morals, which is why you're putting them into like church, which is like fucking crazy. Cause like, I don't know, should you have morals outside of being at the church? Like, I don't know. Is that the only thing keeping you from being a terrible person? (laughs) You know? And it's like so many of the people who do that, like, you know, have like this period of like living pretty secularly, and then they yeah. have a kid, and they're like, "All right, well, we have to raise them in the church because they have morals." Like you've been fine the last few years, like yeah. And also, it's like what, but the morals that I wish I could have learned were like it to accept people to just like be okay yeah. with somebody different instead of 
the whole fucking idea of missionary work, which is just the second colonialism, you know? Absolutely. It's just, yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, like the, the pushing of like, like not only like the rules for you, but it's like they're the rules for everyone else too. Right. And like, it's so, and yeah, and I'll also like, this jump back a little bit, but like, yeah, like like the the fear of change is like very real. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I have like some like sympathy towards people who like have believed a certain like way for a really long time. And like when that gets challenged, it's like, oh, that's like my fucking safety net. Yeah. Like, you know, like I can imagine like, oh, life sucks, but death will be cool. <laughs> Yeah, like I, can, I can see the appeal in that. Yeah, as like, a think... suicide attempt survivor, I can see yeah. the appeal in that. And, yeah, and like, but it also sucks and reinforces such bullshit. And like, and then how that's like, you know, like we internalize it, and like that comes like from like ex- externally too. Like I remember like, um being like a young atheist like raised by catholics and being like afraid to even admit like my beliefs mm-hmm. because like you know for a lot of people especially like if you like live somewhere like where you grew up that is like very very religious like that can mean like social exile and yeah. like when especially when you're a kid like yeah like i like got a lucky. teen that's scary mm-hmm. like yeah like like you have to believe in God to have friends and no one's going to say that, but it's like very implicit, very implied. Like, like my mom, like whenever I like talk about having a new partner, she's like, are they Catholic? And I'm like, you're no, barely Catholic. 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 You haven't gone to church in only 15 years. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I was like, why do you care? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's interesting. Cause it's like, I feel like, you know, there's as much culture and counterculture, but it is like one of those things where you're like, where I would be at, at NC State, North Carolina State University, and you just see people doing Bible study, like just like talking about verses and like, and I'm like, wait, like what is happening? Because I, I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. What is this for? And even now, I'm like, I have no idea. But in it's so much of like, which I understand too, right? Because that's like the part of it where you're like, you know, some people say like the most spiritual people, you don't even, they don't even talk about it because it's in their daily life. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that like, it's, I, th- I think so many people, especially in the South, would say that there is no separation between them and like the church or like all this stuff. But for me and and how I've seen and interacted, it's like it just feels like a lie so much of the time, right? Where I'm I'm just like, I I I just don't like it's it's kind of what we were talking about in the beginning. It's like your body doesn't feel safe. Where you're like, what it like you say these things to me. And I'm like, I don't think that you're telling me any of the truth. And I think that, like, for me, I think it's a lot of, like, kind of now processing, okay, 
even if this person or like for me I think a lot of it now is like how I feel like how I'm interacting with other people right and it's like okay I can't assume I can't do this thing where I used to which is like I think a lot of it is like very much uh, a masking thing where it's like okay I have to like think about how they're gonna take my interaction how chipper do I have to interact how you know all of these things where that's also re that's also enforced with Christianity where it's like okay all of these people you have to like be you have to say or like talk to them in this kind of way or like I feel like a lot of times too where my friend she still lives near Greenville where she works at um one of the churches there and we talk about it a lot because she's like she's my age so she has to deal with a lot of older church members and there are church members that are around her age or like a little bit older and she's a mom too and they're having like and she's really connecting and then these older people cannot get it together because they're like so they're still in this mindset but she is like a queer person who's also a BIPOC and like is in this place where she's able to hold her spirituality this religion this belief and also is welcoming in these people that also are trying to do the same and and like actively having to be like be like I like you have to put me on these meetings like I have to be here and it's like all of these old white people that are like yeah, maybe we'll figure out Zoom. And it's like having to like rely on like the younger people to pull them in. You know, it's very much like our government, basically. Where <laughs> and I think that like, but I think that's kind of where it's exciting is to see. Oh, there's people that like maybe I didn't. I really did connect with God or like that kind of, or religion. But it's like people that do can hold space now and like yeah. I think that's really the exciting part for me is like, oh, there's like also these people that are like trying to heal and grow and do all of this stuff and pursue traditional religion in addition to like how they feel about their spirituality now, you know? Yeah, I think there's like a real appeal to like, you know, like being able to engage in religion in a way that is like also respecting of your like autonomy mm -hmm. and, like you know i i think it's like like i i look back at at high school and and it's really funny because like senior and maybe some of junior year too like i like i was like i i just started to like describe myself as an atheist maybe like junior year and like or senior year and i you know what i did like every week i went to youth group <laughs> and, yeah and just because like it was interesting community. to like hear other perspectives yeah. and like you know i i wasn't completely honest with certain aspects of myself but like you know i i like it is interesting to like be able to engage with that that side of people and like try to understand like where they're coming from and you can gain from that and like you know like to just be like go to someone go a church go to church with someone and like they're not trying to convert you it's just like what they do on sunday and they want to hang out like like that can be yeah. cool yeah and you can I'm... like meet their community and like i don't know if i would do that but like, yeah like, that could be cool like like there is appeal that like it doesn't have to be like so like insular like yeah and i think that like 
being so insular, uh, which really <laughs> ties in with like being like very racist and and homophobic yeah. and transphobic and uh, and all that, like like this this fear of the unknown or any anyone that like goes against like your like very strict rule set of the world and you know you can grow so much just by exposing yourself to just like other fucking people yeah even (laughs) like other religions like i so when i was in college i took a religion studies class so we ended up we went to like temples or uh like there was a ethiopian christian like more secular christian group in raleigh but then there's like sikh and stuff and i think well i i think like with those two it's like that kind of exposure to community you know i think that's like the really big difference too where you're like you know i think for me i really only know about christian christianity because i grew up and also there's so many different christians you know oh yeah and also they want to tell you all of the differences but i think that kind of what you're saying too it's like this amazing thing where it's like all of these people are able to come together and practice and feel this essence that is not something that we know we have words for right it's like this experience this feeling and it is really beautiful to have people that would never probably or like don't have other things that may be in common except for to practice this one thing that like really brings that connection right i think that like that's kind of the thing about right that's the spirituality aspect it's about knowing that you are connected with something much bigger than yourself yes you know hell yeah well I don't know about you, but that sounds like a good place to wrap up. Yeah, that sounds good. Hell yeah. I love connection and community, and I love ending on a note like that. Yeah. Um, so I end with gratitudes. Um, I say two. You only have to say one. Uh, I say two because I want to make sure that I am grateful for you for coming on the show. Um, it's always really interesting having people who I don't really know yeah. on and and it's it's always really fun to like get into it and like uh like hearing a lot of like your story perspective and like really like resonating with a lot of it is like a spiritual experience yes. of like oh i don't even know this per like this is like a friend of a friend and like th- there there is like so much i can like resonate with and and like chew and reflect on and like that is like really exciting like i really love meeting new people um even though it's scary sometimes but like uh for the obvious reasons but like yeah i i so i'm really really grateful for you like coming on like talking about this with someone you don't know um because i and i had a great time and i am grateful for generally there's some transphobic nonsense happening in my town right now i didn't get into it uh and i'm not grateful for it either <laughs> mm-hmm. but i am grateful for like the like there is like community forming like again against like some of the things that are that are people are trying to make happen and i i'm from here and like a lot of people like or at least like in my era like a lot of people who are lgbt from here like come out like after 18 mm-hmm. and like like they're somewhere else and that's when they come out that's yeah. when I came out and you know I was like going through like just the number of people who like have come out since graduating just in my class and it was like nine people I'm like that's actually kind of a lot yeah. and like, yeah. like like that like like that could have been like a friend group or like 
you know, yeah. just because you're gay doesn't mean you're gonna get along. Yeah, but like, but, yeah. Like, like for sure, like for real. But like, I it like really makes me sad about like the the like individual like queer history that exists here that like no one even knows about because it's mm-hmm. so individualized. Yeah, and like what this is doing. Like this, like transphobic attack is like actually bringing us together. It's like mm-hmm, actually gonna yeah. make it's actually making us more powerful. I now like know of like trans people like in my own my old high school in my old elementary school, and like I'm like I'm like connecting with their moms. I don't know them, but yeah. I'm connecting with their moms. I'm like, um, and like I I know they're like like knowing that there's like other and I like met another trans person like like. I don't know. I wish we didn't have this opposition, but like, and I wish it didn't take like this to like bring us mm-hmm. together. But I'm mm-hmm. grateful that like we're coming together and like and organizing and like I'm working on like ways to like build community. Like, how do we get to know each other? How do we like do that? Uh, and I'm really grateful for all that. And <laughs> what that, that was like, way longer than I anticipated. Well, I'm grateful for meeting you and for you having me on this podcast. Of course, uh, anytime. Um, I'm very grateful. Okay, I guess actually, I'm. There's something that's come up that's not exactly fun for me either, and it's actually dealing with somebody in my life who where. But it's kind of what we were talking about. It's like one of these lessons where it's like I make the hard decision, which means that I pick myself. And I Mm -hmm. think that it's these things where I'm like, it's going to get easier. It's very hard right now. But I think I'm very grateful for this because it it means that I'm ready to move in a path that that it like I feel like it's very hard for me to feel stagnant. That's always been my issues that I've always not before, but like I've, I was feeling very stagnant for a very long time. And in this point where I'm like, I've been asking for progress, change, whatever. And I'm being presented with things that are very hard and, and means that I have to even more hold onto my boundaries and honor what I want, what's safe for me, what's good for me. And I'm, as, as much as it's not fun for me to encounter these things, I'm very grateful for them because it means that I'm, I get this opportunity to prove to myself that I'm going to stay true to myself, you know? Hell yeah. We love that. Cool. So that's going to be it for us today. If you want to follow the podcast on Instagram, it is Clown Hospital Pod. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Clown Hospital bb as in baby if you want to send us um an email about why we should convert to your religion you can send that to clownhospitalpod at gmail.com and with that we say uh this podcast is dedicated to all that we've lost all of those who we have lost and maybe heal in their honor <laughs> i usually say peace but i feel tempted to say amen <laughs> amen